Hey, this is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, my actual day job is a personal trainer and online personal trainer. And if you like what you've been hearing and need help and need help with accountability uh, with your workouts, uh, please see the podcast description for my email and reach out and uh, see if we can help you out and get you to your fitness goals. Other than that, enjoy the show. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me here, uh, Tim Kelly. How's it going, Tim? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. All right, cool. so I'm going to go on to uh, copper. That's okay? Copper. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, copper is really quick. Um, copper is your elasticity muscle. It forms a protein called elastin. It gives your skin its bounce back, helps you keep, keeps you youthful involved in uh, hair color, as is sulfur, by the way. Um, so there, there are a lot of bodybuilders who naturally learn to use copper after doing the research. So they'll add that in. So, uh, you know, there's all those copper fit products on the market that people can add to the outside of their body. Well, guess what? You know, if you have it, in the it internal in. of your body, it'll do the same thing. It is, it is its nickname, the flexibility mineral. So if you're looking for your flexibility, try to get your copper up. Uh, it's two milligrams is the accepted dosage, but remember what we just said about absorption and remember what we just said about chelates. So yep. those are going to be five minerals for the aging and I'm ready to move on to fats unless you have anything on copper. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to so, the next one. Uh, fats. Um, I recommend five tablespoons of oil. I'm sorry. Three tablespoons of oil a day. Uh, coconut is my favorite oil of all oils because not only do you get the benefits of oil, but you get the benefits of detox. Um, it's a powerful detoxifying mineral. Believe it or not, this story is in Bruce Fife, The Healing Miracles of Coconut Oil. There was an individual who co- cured himself of AIDS just by consuming coconut oil. It is wow. that powerful. Um, it's medium chain fatty acids. So it's easily broken down. So it tends not to cause as many problems, let's say for diabetics who have trouble with big fats. Mm-hmm. Fatty acids are really, really good. Um, what you're looking for here with the fatty acids, though, is uh, cushioning for your joints, uh, cushioning for your brain, um, the stuff that builds hormones. So among the fats that I like, I do like butter. I like butter over margarine. Okay, so I'll, I will always make that recommendation. I like a lot of the, the dairy fats. They absorb pretty well. But a lot of times what you're looking for is omega-6 to omega-3. So this is what you need to be aware of. So omega-6s to omega-3 should be about, uh, I think it's, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to see if I can uh, flash back on that. But I think it's uh, 10 to one uh, or two to one, one of the two. I'm gonna, uh, sorry for the fumble on that one. Yeah. But in any case, uh, what happens is a lot of industry people will put hydrogenated or trans fat into the foods and it's because it prolongs shelf life. And that's what you don't want because those fats can't be broken down. So yeah, I think it is two to one. Um, So what you can do is look up the charts for a given fat and see which ones have that favorable ratio. Uh, macadamia nut oil, I think is one to one. So that's really good. Um, so yeah, if you can keep in at two to one on the six to sixes to threes, there's actually omega nines, but they're built from the sixes and the threes. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, just don't go too high on the omega sixes is the main point. Um, yeah. Well, I know, I, I know just our normal American diet is just so high in omega six that really they say just make sure you supplement with omega-3 or eat more fish and all that kind of stuff but same right. thing if you really want to be perfect on it do do the math and and write this down 
Okay, so um, in relation to uh, these fats uh, that we were talking about cholesterol, that was another area where I was going to do some minor clarifications. I was so eager to get to the Ravenscoff stuff in our in our last session, I jumped past something that you were saying. You were asking if LDA LDL was good or bad. Uh, LDL is considered bad by the scientific community. Mm -hmm. I is considered uh, good by the scientific community. LDL is considered bad. Just think of it as low as being down, negative, high as being happy. Uh, but I think they're wrong. I think that Ravenskov is right. Um, and the directionality he was talking about was cholesterol is produced in the liver. So HDL gets cholesterol from the liver to your organs and LDL gets it from your organs back to your liver. I okay. misreferenced the directionality in relation to the heart because we were thinking about the heart cholesterol last time. But Ravenskov is right. So just look up his stuff. Last name again, R-A-V-N-S-K-O-V. Cholesterol is not a bad thing. Um, Dr. Wallach even goes so far as to say, if your doctor's trying to get your cholesterol below 200, flee for your life because he's probably trying to kill you. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's okay. Um, the, the main thing, again, you're trying to avoid are the trans fats, the hydrogenated fats, too many omega-6s. And look for those natural oils. Again, coconut is, is the great one. So again, with cholesterol, that's where your steroid hormones are built, okay? And if you don't have enough fat coming in, you're creating a burden on the body. That's the thing that a lot of people miss. And this is going to segue us into our last topic on, on enzymes. So what happens there is that uh, a doctor who doesn't know that much is going to say, okay, well, your liver, your pancreas, and your spleen can produce enzymes to break down your food. It doesn't matter uh, what happens with cholesterol. And it does matter. And the reason why it matters is because it's a burden on the body to produce the enzymes. It's a burden on the liver to produce the cholesterol. If you intake the cholesterol in your diet, it's an ease on the system. That's the way it's supposed to be. Okay, so segueing into our last mineral or our last key nutrient, uh, we will talk about enzymes. Mm -hmm. And enzymes are really important. They came up with the research of Dr. Edward Howell, who wrote a book called Food Enzymes for Health and Longevity. His work was done contemporaneous to the work of Weston Price and Dr. Francis Pottinger in the 30s. And he offered a lot of very vital information. Some people might think, oh, well, that information is so old, it can't be relevant. Believe me, it is very relevant to where we are today. So some of the, his statements. So when he looked at the animal kingdom, he observed several different things. One of the things with the so-called lower animals was that each one seemed to have a lifespan that was related to its heartbeats. In other okay. words, everyone got a heartbeat allotment. So uh, a bug, uh, a rat, a pig, everyone had so many heartbeats. When those heartbeats were done, the animal died. And that's it. It was like a clock that was fixed. But here was the interesting thing. While the number of heartbeats seemed to be fixed species to species, what was not fixed was the heart rate. Now the heart rate can be slowed down or sped up. Now, as you know, in exercise, your heart rate is gonna speed up. But Brad, mm -hmm. what can you tell your listeners about the resting heart rate of a well-trained, well-nourished athlete? Resting heart rate should be close to 60 beat, beats per minute. And is that higher or lower than the average person? Average person is probably like 85. You are correct. Yeah. So what, what do you think the implications would be then if you as a human being did athletic training and had a slower heart rate? You'd live longer, which is that what is pretty correct. much everyone wants. <laughs> right. And that's exactly why that's important. Now, the other thing that Powell noticed, and that he brought this up in relation to pigs and slaughtering them for market, 
was that if they ate natural foods that were high in enzymes, they had a slower aging rate. Now, that was significant to people in the farmer, farmer and cattle ranching industries because a lot of times animals are slaughtered when they attain something called a slaughter weight. So if a pig was eating natural foods, it would slowly healthily age and not hit its slaughter weight till relatively late in its life, which for a pig could be 15 to 20 years. Yeah. But there are tons of pigs. I was just talking to a friend of mine uh, who said he was working on a farm. And I said, okay, so just out of curiosity, how old are these pigs when you're slaughtering them? He said a year. I thought, wow. I mean, to kill most pigs when they're a year old or two years old, they're doing tricks and they, they've learned these tricks. If we give the pig really crappy food, it will hit its slaughter weight really early. Then we don't have to invest as much money in keeping it alive and keeping it around. We can slaughter it. We can bring it to money market and we can make more money. Yep. But that's bad news for you because you're the one eating the pig. Yeah. So Who's not eating well, thus you aren't. Right. Exactly. So, and this is the, this is why I keep harping on the idea of nature as the ultimate ally. If you treat your plants really well by giving them rock dust, they produce healthy food. You eat that healthy food, you become healthy. If you treat your animals extremely well, then if you're going to be one of those people who slaughters animals and eats them, then you'll get more nutrition out of that animal and you'll be much happier, much healthier. So you can extend your lifespan as Dr. Howell was indicating. So enzymes are a key part of that. So one of the simple things that you can do is if you're not eating a lot of natural raw foods, which have the enzymes built in and still alive, because once you cook the food, if it hits about let's say 116 degrees, 116 mm -hmm. degrees Fahrenheit, 118, the enzymes become deactivated. If you take digestive enzymes with your food, it will break the food down and extend your lifespan, extend the power and capability of all your organs. And that is another major key nutrient are digestive enzymes. I'll mention best one I found on the market was super papaya enzymes, super quick story on this. Um, there was a young kid who was diabetic. His blood sugar was 1500. Uh, it's pretty much verge of death blood sugar. And the doctors at the Mayo Clinic had no idea how to stop that. Uh, he happened to become aware of my research and he started taking super papaya digestive enzymes. Blood sugar was stabilized in one week. Wow. Yep. So little kids stabilize faster than adults, but those are some key nutrients. And I will let you ask any questions or offer any comments to the key nutrients. Yeah. So I think besides supplementing, which is an easy, quick way, a little, you know, cost more money, but an easy way naturally would just to be making sure you're eating more raw foods. A little hard to do that with meat versus, I guess, cooking it a little bit on the medium rare, rare side, but vegetables, um, eating more raw instead of cooking them all the time. You, you would agree with that of getting a little bit more enzyme packed uh, food that way? That's true. Um, you do want to pay attention to the vegetable and what your goals are. Um, so for example, with a potato, there's no way you're pretty much going to eat a potato without cooking it first. So obviously yeah. oh, in that yeah. case, that doesn't apply. Yeah. So with tomatoes, you can get out certain nutrients a little bit more if you do cook tomatoes, but it depends on the nutrients you're going for. With eggs, mm -hmm. uh, you actually can get a greater nutritional benefit from cooking the eggs than eating them raw. However, a fruit is a classic example. I mean, an apple, Yes, it's just nice and easy. Fruits are easy. I mean, the enzymes are built in. You don't really need to cook them. So that's part of the reason why you should eat a lot of fruit. Uh, kiwi, papaya, uh, there are en so enzyme rich, they have even more enzymes than you need to digest the food in question. So yeah. it's, it's an extra bonus to your system. 
if you can consume fruit. So fruits are the nice, easy way to uh, improve your natural enzyme balance. What about How broccoli, kale, uh, you know, the cruciferous vegetables or the, you know, the greens? Is there a lot of enzymes packed in, in those eating raw as well? Or there's more in fruit? Apparently there's more in fruit. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's why you would just kind of balance that out. Or again, use the digestive enzymes with your meals and help them digest. Every time I eat a processed meal and I know it's not fruit, then I have digestive enzymes with it for that benefit. Gotcha. And then we're talking about uh, digestive enzymes and, and uh, pulling down your resting heart rate. I know there's a correlation with obviously, you know, why potassium is so important. If your electrolyte balance is, is off and your sodium's way up, that's when you see your blood pressure uh, shoot sky, uh, skyrocketing. But that's not the same as taking care of your resting heart rate, right? Is there any right. correlation between potassium and, and sodium with resting heart rate, or is it just blood pressure concerns and, and other ailments? Um, the resting heart rate is largely exercise-based. I mean, okay. if you want that low resting heart rate, you're going to have to pursue some form of exercise that is beneficial to you, that increases your heart rate, that hopefully combines anaerobic and anaerobic, because basically what we're talking about there is uh, not only the cardium or the heart, but the pericardium, which is the, the wall around the heart. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to strengthen both of those, and you can really only do that by combining anaerobic and anaerobic exercise, as I, I advocate that again in my book. It just has to do with the breathing as you're going through the exercise, yeah. whether you're ahead of your breathing or within your breathing, and both have benefits. But adding, making sure you're having these digestive enzymes properly, that, that correlates to lower resting heart rate as well, correct? It does. It does okay. because of what Howell says in, in his book on uh, food enzymes for health and longevity. So please read that book. In chapter yeah, 17, yeah. by the way, he does point out that wild animals have no diseases. So the information for that is there. It's available to everyone. So please look it up. Awesome. Well, I think that's all the questions I have, unless you have any uh, final thoughts, Tim. Uh, my final thoughts are, you know, please visit the website, check out everything that's there. I hope you uh, pursue natural healing, self-empowerment and the fitness booklet. If you have any questions or anything that you want to give me feedback on, please write me. And again, we do have the potential here to wipe out all diseases and to regenerate the human body. I hope that people will join me in this effort and do the research and follow up with it. Awesome. Uh, well, Tim, thanks again for being on my show. And I feel part of my my uh, way to give back is keeping, you know, my podcast, I have a passion for this and getting information like this to, to many, as many people as I can. So I think uh, hand in hand together, we're, we're doing something. I hope so. Tim, how, how do my listeners get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your book? Uh, do you have any social media website? I do have a website. It's uh, Polytope Press. That's P-O-L-Y-T-O-P-E. And if you go to DuckDuckGo, the search engine, and you type Polytope Press in the search box. The website will be the first one that comes up. Uh, it has an unusual address, uh, so it might just be easier to just follow those instructions to get there. And you can look up the books, Natural Healing Self-Empowerment or OptiFlex, and that should help guide you to the website as well. And I'd love to hear from people because I always like to get feedback from experiences that people are having if they're pursuing these ideas. Awesome. And uh Everyone knows I always uh, throw in all the details in the written form as links for uh, the podcast on Spotify or Apple. So you can just click on the links and go to from there. Um, but uh, Tim, uh, thank you for your time and thank you for being on the show. And I'm sure we'll get you on for a few more episodes as well. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you.